0: Mute. Make sure you unmute yourselves after. All right, here we go. Recording.
1: Welcome back to the Autism Warriors Podcast, episode 24. We're back after a long break. Um, you could visit us on our website at autism or email us at feedback at say Our Twitter is sayitprods, that's Say It Prods. That's say it P R O D S. Facebook, Facebook.com backslash autism warriors, and Facebook.com backslash say it productions. Our voicemail is 813 915 we can also be found on iTunes don't forget to go to iTunes to rate and review our show we're live every Saturday night at 9pm eastern at com backslash live And just to let you know, we respect and uphold the rights of people to make choices concerning their family member with autism, whether it be vaccinations, therapies, or medications. My name's Erica Plourd, and I'm the mother to two children on the spectrum, Cassidy, who's 10, and Garrett, who's 8. And I'd like to introduce my co-host, Pamela Mari. How you doing, Pam? Good evening. I must be,
0: I don't know, I must be going somewhere mentally because this is... Probably the first time I didn't feel like crying for the intro music. (laughs) I am Pam Mari, mom to Joey. He is 14 years of age and he too is on the autism
1: spectrum. So anyway, uh, it's been a long time. It's been since July of last year that that we've um, been here been here done that you know we're a little lost tonight but we'll, we'll get back on the horse I just wanted to announce that in our absence we had two different emails come from people one was from a Stephanie and I hope I don't murder her last name DeGrossel Um, and she she happened to uh, send us an email on September 6 2011 and said what happened to the podcast and then we also had one um, just a few weeks ago on February 22nd from a Cynthia Bowen, and she the subject of her uh, email was, uh, come back! She said she discovered your podcast a couple of weeks ago. She's the mother of a grandmother of a seven-year-old autistic boy. She listened to every one of our podcasts from 1-20-2-2011 until July seventeenth, nineteenth of twenty eleven. She said she learned so much and felt so inspired. She said she's not on Facebook, Twitter, or any of that. When will you come back? All in caps.
0: <laughs> so I think that's fabulous. That's just fabulous. It
1: is fabulous. It's nice to know we were missed. Now, over the past, what, two weeks, we asked on Facebook for people to finish this sentence with a one-liner. And that sentence was, autism is blank. And the following are the comments that we received. Some are much longer than a one-liner. A couple of people had a conversation on my Facebook status, but I thought I'd read them out. I'm going to leave the names out so people remain anonymous. But the first one was autism is it's unexpected. The next one is autism is sometimes heartbreaking. Autism is amazing. Autism is just a label. Person followed up with just a word that can't possibly define the huge spectrum of disorders that is supposed to or is used to explain. If you know a person with autism, you just know that person and their autism. You do not know autism. Next person said a wild and crazy ride. The next person said, painful and lovable, all wrapped in one package. The next person said, autism is what it is. Personally, I bristle at the just a label comment because I've had people dismiss autism using it as in, it's nothing more important. It's nothing important, so it's just a label that some of us use as a crutch. It is, of course, a neurological difference with profound implications for behavior and learning, some of which bring challenges and others gifts. You get the good with the bad. It is what it is. And the next person came and then the person came back. They were having a conversation on my status and she came back with, I can understand that it could be used that way. As a mother of two children on the spectrum, I could say that I understand autism, but I don't because it's a label used to explain, to, explain a huge range of social, emotional, and intellectually disorder, or intellectual disorders that are different for each person, are processed, and manifest themselves differently in each person. The term is not the problem. The person who chooses to use it like that is. And then one last person said, autism is a gift, a blessing, and a challenge all wrapped, in a, all wrapped up in pretty paper like a Christmas gift. You never know what you are going to get. Maybe Mama Gump was onto something. But you can't be sure it will be something good. God does not make mistakes after all. But he does put special mothers in charge of his most precious and special children. And I think that's the truth.
0: I think we got some really good feedback there.
1: I think it's so too. It's a nice,
0: a nice difference of opinion. Uh, shows you how people have varying thoughts
1: about it, feelings, and how they cope with it. Yeah, and I, I like how uh, you know people actually had a com. It sparked conversation. Which was a good thing. I thought that was excellent. Um, I thought we'd move on to the resource um, portion of the show. Um, I did find in my email today uh, invitation to the third annual autism conference to be held on April 9th through the April fifteenth, and I we will provide the uh, link in our show notes, um, and it's by Moms Fighting Autism uh dot com and uh you sign up and you get a great experience. I signed up last year, I believe it was and and they have a lot of different speakers. I think they had temple grandin as well so you know it's a it's a it's a good uh learning experience and you know you get in there and whatever
0: I always wanted to attend one of those we have one that's usually held here at penn state university mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know what kind of
1: kills me about it is where do you leave your your kids? I mean. Well, this one is, it's all online. It's a webinar. So it's all online and it's totally free. Totally free. Anybody can sign up and go in there and and listen to the conference and it's all online. Where are you going to go? Your kids are still there. You're just sitting on your computer. Yeah. You know?
0: Uh, I just never get to go to any of the. The ones that you have to travel to or they have at a hotel and then they have
1: speakers and
0: dinners and all that thing. So I I never get to go to those.
1: Yeah, that would be nice to be able to go to those. Yeah, for a break. Um,
0: My resource for the week is a book that I kind of stumbled on and it is entitled Apps for Autism by Lois Jean Brady. Uh, Lois Jean Brady is a speech therapist and it is a guide to applications available in today's market for teaching and assisting those with autism. The book is published by Future Horizons and is available on Amazon.com for about 19 bucks plus change. The book reviews, I believe it's over 200 applications uh, that were created specifically for autism as to their use and appropriateness for the different challenges of autism. So you can see the link in the show notes if you want to check out the book. It's called Apps for Autism.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I might want to read that. <laughs> Even though I don't read my textbooks for school, I might want to read that one. Yes, guess it saves you wading through the
0: multitudinous amounts of, of applications today. You know, maybe she has it sectioned off by speech, you know, social skill apps, you know, so then you can just pinpoint the ones you're looking for. Oh, yeah. Get a little review on each one. Probably had to do a lot of research to create
1: it. Oh, she probably did. That's that's definitely probably a lot of research. But anyway, the topic of the week or months is let's play catch up. And no, not catch up like Heinz. Uh, yeah, seven, thank you. But catch up. We're going to catch you guys up and uh, let us let you guys know what's been going on since um, this past July. And I thought, Pammy, um, first of all, we have a news story.
0: Yeah. Again, I
1: stumbled on this
0: probably in my Google. Google Alerts for Autism, it's taken from the Wall Street Journal, and it's called, 10 Things Not to Say to the Parent of an Autistic Child. What not to say? What's wrong with her? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would feel real great if someone said that to me. Why don't you let him, why do you let him do that? He's scaring my child. Are you serious? Okay. Uh, You know, there is no cure. Well, duh. That's a good one. (laughs) Have you tried blank? If you did, she would be more normal. (laughs) I don't know how you do it. That's my favorite. I don't know how I do it either. Uh, Is she getting any better? (laughs) Why (laughs) Why don't you just leave your kid at home? It would be so much easier for everyone.
1: That's not nice at all.
0: My child doesn't know how to play with your autistic child. Mine's yelling in the background now. Funding would be oh, this is a doozer. Funding would be better spent on normal children. <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah. Don't worry, he'll be okay. I've heard and, that before. Yeah, that's the top ten, and you can read the entire article at uh, MarketWatch.com. Things not to say to the parents of autistic children.
1: Yeah, and those will be in the that link will be in the show notes or is in the show notes so anyway Pam
0: catch us up okay well as I'm attending to Joey yelling for me in the living room um (laughs) can you hear her saying excuse me (laughs) (laughs) hang on Joseph what
1: autism moment He,
0: he lost his battery okay I'll get it when I'm finished okay that's because the back is not on the remote control. Okay. Uh, tonight's week obviously equals. It's a long one. July 2011 through March 2012 uh, it was a long one. We had an okay summer. Summer camp for ASD kids was okay, but we had some problems with a, a child. I think I said this last year with a kid that felt every day at quit in time. He had to sing the SpongeBob theme, which just drove Joey up the wall. Um, we had a good school class in the fall start of school except for a little boy, new to the class, somewhat aggressive, Joey is not thrilled with his presence, and he's always inserting his name in sentences like, so-and-so pooped his pants, or so-and-so is in the quiet area, you know. And the worst infraction as far as Joey was concerned, so-and-so dropped the cookies on the floor. Oh my Oh goodness. my gosh, that was like the worst one this poor child did. We actually got a great, thank you Jesus, a great bus slash van driver this year, very young lady, and she has a family member that is bipolar. So she said, I don't really know that much about autism, but I can empathize with him getting upset. And I understand, you know, that he really can't help it sometimes when he gets upset. And it doesn't hurt that Joey's the only passenger.
1: On all that, so (laughs) that's a good thing. (laughs) Well, Uh, that's a very good thing,
0: yeah. And Garrett
1: would love to be the only passenger on the bus,
0: yeah. It's, I, I couldn't believe it. I better shut my mouth, or it'll you know, they'll change it before the end of the year. Um, and unfortunately, November 2011, our familial world here fell apart, and I can only cryptically say that we will be doing, we will be doing. A future segment entitled, The Warriors Left Behind. Divorce and and, Autism. And Autism. How Will We Survive? That will be the title and I will be um, doing a soliloquy on that all by myself. Subsequently, the 2011 holiday season sucked, to put it mildly, and was very hard on my son and the rest of the family. So Autism Awareness Month is even more in our hearts this year than any other thus far. Really, it's this year it means it's hitting us a little hard.
1: Yeah. Understood, understood. Well, since last July, um, Cassidy and Garrett both enjoyed last summer and going to the amusement park. Okay. I had bought a season pass for all three of us. And due to some sensory issues, Garrett didn't like most of the rides. But because he loves water, he enjoyed the water park access. The only thing is that he thinks he thought that every time we went to the water or the amusement park that he was going to get to buy something in the gift shop. And I was just like, that was very difficult because he'd have a meltdown if I didn't buy him something or if I tried to distract him enough to not, you know, not go anywhere near the gift shops. But the thing is, when you leave the amusement, when you left the amusement park, you had to leave via or via the, the um, one of the amusement park gift shops and he'd be looking around for something to buy and I'm like no I'm not buying you anything but they also went to summer camp last summer each for a week um no reports from the camp counselors about tantrums except for Garrett he had a meltdown one day because it was too loud and all of the kids kept telling him to sit down and incidentally he threw his glasses and broke them Thank God they're only reading glasses. I don't know why he decided to wear them to camp anyway, but he wore them to camp and he incidentally broke them because he had a a little bit of a meltdown because it was too loud in the gym, too many kids telling him what to do, and he just lost it. Um, The school year started off as always. Cassidy was excited and Garrett fought me tooth and nail. It has been very difficult to try to get him to stop bringing his transition objects to school. He had gotten in trouble for swearing in school, but thank goodness, no suspensions this year. Uh, Therapy ended, um, outpatient individual therapy or outpatient family therapy ended for Cassidy. In addition to her being taken off her 504 plan as she has progressed so well that she no longer needs it. Yet if in the future she needs it, she can always, I can always um, request that she go back on it. Um. Garrett and his lack of social skills. Therapy is and is not ha- helping. Uh, we had visitors over for Christmas, and Garrett was not a very nice person at all. Um, you know, he he was very mean um, to one of the to to <laughs> to another little boy, and he he uh, hit, um, yelled, screamed, hollered. There was. At one point, he told, because we had gone over in therapy, Garrett, you know, this person is coming for, you know, Christmas vacation. This is how you're going to handle it. We practiced with him over and over for like two months or a month. And we had once a week sessions instead of our every other week sessions. We went over it with him ad nauseum. And when it came time to do it, he did it. But it wasn't working as far as he was concerned. And at one point he told me, Mom, I want to punch you in your face because your r- rules don't work. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Garrett. Love you, too. Go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and and Garrett can be very aggressive. Um, and and it, it's just hard to see. It breaks my heart to see him that way because I know he really that's not really garrett but uh you know he can be he can be rather mean um garrett has been obsessing he 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 obsesses about fish he's always obsessed about fish now he's on to obsessing about fish and birds and he's also obsessing obsessing about fish birds and i think i've mentioned on Mentioned on numerous occasions, Webkins are evil. Um, and Webkins are evil because Garrett obsesses about Webkins. If we go to Walgreens, he knows that in the toy section they have Webkins. We go to Walgreens, I go to pick up the prescription. He goes down the toy aisle by himself because I can trust him enough to be by himself. Um, and he comes back with Webkins every single time we go to Walgreens. I've gotten to the point where I only go through the drive thru, or if I have to go into Walgreens, I don't bring the kids with <laughs> me.
0: America, I got to take a, a what, what's the term we use? An Audi moment. Yes. So I'm. That's I'm, okay. I was babbling. You I not care. No, I, I want to hear about the evil Webkins, but <laughs> you carry on. I'll be right back, okay?
1: Okay. Well, um, what was I saying? Anyway, it's gotten to the point where I, I'm not really interested in bringing him to the store anymore let alone i mean they have webkins at walmart he obsesses he has to go look see if the webkins are there if they're not there he gets upset um one day he he hounded me all day to go to hallmark because they also sell them at hallmark all day he hounded me. I want to go to Hallmark. I want to go to Hallmark. I'm like, what are you, rain man? <laughs> so finally I said, okay, Garrett, we will go to Hallmark. We will look at the Webkins, but I'm going to tell you right now before we get in the car that you are not buying a Webkins. We got to Hallmark. He was calm. He looked at the Webkins, and Cassidy and I were fiddling around with these little buttons. They look like the easy button from Staples, but it said the word no. And we just kept pressing him every time he said he wanted to buy one. And he got so upset with me when I finally said, no, Garrett, I told you before, you know, I set you up that you weren't going to get any. And we were just coming to look at them. I told you no, and no means no, because usually I'm the soft-hearted mother that will buy it because I don't want to deal with the meltdown. No, no means no. You're not getting one. And he told me, I was, uh, he, he told me, I hate you. You're an effing moron. And I was just like, took his hand and walked him right out the store. And he was, you know, complaining the whole way to the car, having a little meltdown the whole way to the car, sat him in his seat. I said, okay, we're going home. We got, no, sooner did we get home. Can we go back to Hallmark for like an hour? I'm like, seriously, it's time to move up, move past that. But he he, he obsesses oh, about these things. So I obsess about something right now. <laughs> I was just I was just finishing up my story about about the time that Garrett all day hounded me to go to Hallmark to go look at the Webkins, and I told him before we even got in the car that he was not getting a Webkins. We were just going to look. And, and did he get he, one? Uh, no. Oh, okay. All right. And he turned around and called me an effing moron. And I hate you. Oh. Yeah. So got him back in the car. He complained the whole way home. We get home an hour later. He says, can we go back to Hallmark? I want to look at the Webkins." Like, Are you serious? <laughs> Those things are evil. Evil.
0: They are evil. I'm sorry. In that time period, I had to run, find a flashlight, crawl under the sofa, and look for a AAA battery. <laughs> Put it back in the remote. And I don't think the remote still functions. So, oh.
1: Hopefully he'll be calmed down now a little bit.
0: Yeah, I found dog bone under there along with some dog
1: fluff and, you know, but. (sighs) (laughs) Now, Cassidy's developed a little bit, and uh, I'm not, I'm trying not to be too concerned with it right now, but she's, she's uh, developed a little bit of OCD and some obsessions about certain things. Um, Her OCD is if she touches anything, she's immediately got to go wash her hands. You should have seen her hands during the winter time. She was they were raw and they were cracked and they were bleeding and oh, it was awful. Um, And then she'll, she refuses to eat meat, which I think is hilarious. Um, Because one time I cooked chicken breasts, boneless, skinless chicken breast in the oven. When I took it out, I said, Oh, it's still a little pink. Let me pop it in the microwave. So it'll cook the inside. I won't eat that mom. You didn't cook it all the way through. Now every time I cook chicken, she's like, "Is it cooked all the way through?" I'm not eating it. No, nope. I'll take the vegetables and I'll take the other thing. But I'm not. I'll take vegetables and rice. I'm not eating meat. I'm not eating meat. I'm not eating meat. But then, the other day I, or last week, I made turkey chili. She's like, "Oh, this is the best thing in the world. I love your chili, mom." I'm like, "There's meat in it." <laughs> but and she obsesses. She's been obsessing. She loves to watch. Dr. G Medical Examiner, Strange deaths, or whatever the heck the name of that show is, and and uh, I try to get her to not watch those things because I think that's why she's obsessing about some of these things and getting a little OCD. But another thing I'm proud of, well, there's two things I'm proud of for Cassidy. Um, she's in the Girl Scouts. We she she expressed interest at the beginning of the school year. I want to be in Girl Scouts. I said, okay, you can you we can see this is going to help her with her social skills. So yeah, go ahead, you're gonna yeah. join. She is doing great um she's having a blast she sold a buttload of cookies she
0: did and she even called me personally to advise me my order was ready mm-hmm. remember so yes, she did yes she even did. though she told me i looked like the old cookie lady on the box <laughs> <laughs> with the grandma shoes and the cane and the, the reading glasses
1: um uh, she was a good salesperson <laughs> You look like the cookie lady on the box. I probably do. <laughs> but she sold a buttload of cookies, and she's go. she went on outings, and she's developing nicely, some- developing some nice friendships, which is a great thing. Um, I'm also very proud of her because this year she decided she wanted to – I mean, they have music at school, but they also offered – extracurricularly um band and chorus now band she didn't want to do but I forced her to do at the beginning of the year and then a few months ago we decided I talked to the music teacher I said you know what she's not interested in band she doesn't want to pick up her clarinet and practice it she doesn't even bring it to school when band is is practicing so let's just take her out of band but she also joined chorus and she did so well in chorus that they had a whole citywide um, uh, chorus that was called the Honors Chorus. They took, um, I don't know how many schools we have here in in in, in, in the city, but um, they took handfuls of kids from each each elementary school and they dev- developed a co- uh, honor roll chorus. and uh, she was picked. So, you know she's very musical, so uh, that's another thing I'm proud of her for doing. Because you know I didn't ever think that she would want to be interested in anything like that. Because she doesn't really have any friends outside of school. So, you know she's she's developing nicely. Um, Garrett is now on medication. Um, he's on an antipsychotic and an antidepressant. Um, just some of his behaviors I couldn't handle anymore. Um, Hitting, kicking, biting, banging his head on the door, uh, just – I saw him suffering, and I said to his therapist, I said, what do you think about a psychiatric evaluation? They gave him the psychiatric evaluation, put him on an antipsychotic, and then he started developing this, I, I hate myself – i i'm stupid you know ne- a lot of negative self statements he started saying things like i want to die all this stuff so i talked to the med- um his the person that gives him his medication she's an aprn talked to her and told him about the negative self statements she also had read in in his notes for therapy about you know some some of the behaviors he was exhibiting and she said what do you think about I'm gonna, I want to try him on a second medication to, to help with the other medication. Can we try it? Okay, we'll try it. He's doing a lot better. He's not going off the wall like he used to. He gets upset. He gets angry, but he regroups a lot faster. And and it, it's a good thing that he's on these medications. Although his father doesn't understand the reason why he he's on medication. He doesn't even – he's never from the – get-go has even understood their disorders, Um, and I've invited him to, you know, I understand that you don't want him on the medication, but you need to come, and I'll tell you when the next doctor's appointment is. You can come, you can ask her as many questions as you want, and then maybe you can understand why your son is on these medications. Um, Garrett has... I think I've talked about it on, on, on the podcast before that he has his gastrointestinal issues. Um, he has to wear diapers at bedtime because he has a tendency to go to the bath, have a bowel movement while he's sleeping. So he uses, he wears diapers at bedtime. Um, he refuses to use the bathroom at school. So he comes home with soiled pants every day. Um, And I think he's not using the bathroom because it's definitely a sensory issue. But he can't tell me why when I ask him, why are you not using the bathroom or why are you doing this in your pants? Um, He can't give me a valid reason why. He just says, I don't know. I don't know any better. And I said, I'm sorry, carrot, but I don't accept that answer. There is a reason why you're not going at school. And there's a reason why you're not using the, the toilet at home and you're you're choosing to go in your pants. You but we're figuring it out. I I'm trying so hard to get him fully potty trained or toilet trained and it's getting very frustrating. I'm trying a new thing with him. I told him the other day I said um you you soil your pants, you wash your pants by hand in the sink mommy's not washing your dirty underwear anymore you're eight years old you should not be going in your pants not to be hard on him or anything like that but it's time for him to learn that he can't do that in his pants anymore um but i may try it all on an, an alternative a reward system too I, i'm not i'm not sure if i'm going to implement a reward system yet because i'm sure if i took a big jug of something and put rewards on the back of the toilet. He would just take them and bring them all in his room anyway. So (laughs) um, Garrett had a recent PPT, which was an actual like triennial review. And uh, the outcome was that he is average in some areas and below average in other areas. But a good thing, instead of waiting for the transition from fifth grade to middle school, we're going to transition him from third grade to fourth grade to a new school because there's a whole um, citywide re- redistricting of the elementary schools and they've built new, two new K through eight schools. and the district that we're in, one of the school the K through8 schools is our district school because right now he goes to an out of district school and takes the special ed bus there to the out-of-district school so we decided the PBT, the 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 team decided that it was probably in his best interest to switch him to the new school now so he can make some friends so when he gets to sixth grade he'll know more people so he won't go from being in in that one school and then all of a sudden comes to sixth grade he knows nobody so um, he's. Ner- I've already told him about it. We've talked about it. He's nervous about it. And then he also mentioned to me that, uh, oh, another thing, his teacher mentioned to me that uh, he um, stims in class he, and he's having some attention issues, but he'll, he, with his little transition objects that he brings to school, which generally are stuffed animals, evil webkins. Um, and he'll, <laughs> <laughs> the teacher told me he always only brings, he, he usually only brings two or three. I said, yeah, because he, when he only brings two, that's because I patted him down before he got on the bus in the morning. Because if I don't pat him down, he's got like five or six evil Webkin's in his. He's got Webkin bed. contraband on him. Yes, he's got Webkin oh my gosh, on him. So I pat him down. I say, nope, you can only bring two. You're only allowed two. So the teacher says to him. Okay, you brought two Webkin's to school. Pick one. That's the only one you can have at your desk. The other one needs to stay in your backpack. But he'll catch Garrett out of the corner of his eye every once in a while, flapping the thing in front of his face with one eye closed. And he does that at home, too. He'll flap it and he'll flick it and he'll flap it again for like a good five minutes. And then all of a sudden, he's back to doing whatever he was doing. It's just stimming, you know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Do whatever you want to – as long as it's not disrupting anything, you know. Hey, as long as he doesn't ask to take that
0: helium Nemo fish (laughs) monster with him, don't complain.
1: I know, right? The fish monster has – The killer Nemo fish, yeah. Nemo killer from hell. That thing is in the closet (laughs) and it's deflated. He played with it once on Christmas and that was it um he did ma- he has been mentioning lately that he doesn't like the fact that he's on the special education bus he says it's for stupid kids I have no idea where he heard that from, but I told him it's for special kids that need a little bit of extra help in school. And I also explained to him that he doesn't like loud noises and a regular education bus, a regular bus like Cassidy's bus is a lot noisier and you would and he would not be happy on that bus. He's like, I'm not happy on this bus anyway. <laughs> so but pretty much we're all up to date now. Um, You know, Garrett's going to go to a new school next year. Um, Cassidy's going to be in the same school, which is a good thing. She'll be in a different wing, but she'll be in the same school. And our neighbor's kid goes to this, will be going to the same school. So he'll have friends there and everything will work out. And pretty much things, things are, uh, you know, working. (laughs) He's still in therapy. And he's, you know, doing the medication. So, you know, we're we're living it day to day. But on a final note, I was surfing the web tonight before the show. And I found the following about self-stimulatory behaviors. And I was interested because I know that obviously Garrett stims and Cassidy sometimes stims. But self-stimulatory behavior is very common with children with autism. The child using it uses it. To regulate their nervous system, calming it when over-aroused and alerting it when under-aroused. There is usually two main qualities to sensory stimulation. Usually it is one has a rhythmic pattern and two is repetitive. The repetitive rhythmic patterns can include any sense and sometimes multiple senses. What types of Uh, self-stimulate... There's a question for all you guys out there and please you know, um, contact us at feedback at say productions.com. Um, what types of self stimulation does your child engage in? Does it seem to calm or alert him or her? So I think like when Garrett, cause I think when Garrett does that self stimming, he's at, at school, he's probably underwhelmed or maybe he's overwhelmed by whatever the teacher's talking about, but he's doing it to regulate himself so he can get back into the groove. Um, see I wonder I have to wonder
0: about that. I'm sure I sat through many a meeting and had this told to me and and it just hasn't sunk in, but would that be comparable to say one of those people that you sit next to in a meeting and they've got the knee going? you know what I, would, I mean I would think I do that or the leg swinging thing I or do the, the, I, pencil, I, the pencil the pencil tap in like, person oh yeah, I would think so, yeah, absolutely so then couldn't it be said that Many of us do it
1: that aren't, you know, considered well, to have any issues. A, believe it or not, I took an online questionnaire. <laughs> it was to find out whether you were on the spectrum or not, whether you were, yeah, whether you were on the spectrum or not. And I came back as half normal, half Asperger's. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, there that just explains everything now. <laughs> that makes sense to me. But self-stimulatory behavior can be rocking, hand-flapping, vocalizing, jumping, um, banging. Um, often, is the child's, it's the child's attempt to self-regulate his arousal level. It's used to screen out unwanted stimulation when over-aroused. It's used to alert self when under-aroused. Functions to help the child modulate his own arousal level. It can be very adaptive behavior until developing other means of regulating arousal level. However, you want to try to discourage it, discourage ongoing self-stimulation because of possible sensory addiction. I don't
0: know. I'm sure you would find some people in our in our Facebook realm that would argue that with you, that they, they don't want their stimming squelched. Yeah. Oh, if absolutely. You, put, you know what I'm saying? If you put that out there... Uh, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it necessary? Is it is it negative? You're gonna. I know. I've seen folks that are like, you need to leave us alone because we have a reason for doing that. And you know, like I say, that put that out there as the next question and see what kind of response you get because I, I believe I have seen things to that effect from folks on the spectrum. Um, but I guess the question for me, the question comes down to, is it necessarily a bad thing, or is the fact more so that some of them, some of the stim behaviors are what we would consider to be socially unacceptable. Whereas okay. jiggle jiggle in your knee at a meeting, you can get away with.
1: Oh you yeah. Know? Well, Cassidy used to self-stim, and you know what she used to do? She would get on the arm of the couch and hump it. That is completely inappropriate in a public setting. Okay. I used to have to tell my little 2-year-old that was humping the couch, you can only do that in your bedroom. And that's how she would that's how she would calm herself down to the point like she would calm herself down and then she'd go about her business. When she went to bed at night, she would do the same thing on her toddler bed and then she'd fall asleep. So that's how she would calm herself down. So Something like that is completely inappropriate in, in a public setting. Yeah. You're not going to, you, I'm not going to allow my, my, my child to hump, hump the furniture in the doctor's office, you know, I'm going to make them stop doing that, but jiggling your leg or having, you know, kicking your foot out. That's a lot of people do that. I click my pen, I, my leg, if I put it in a certain place, my leg jumps up and down. You know, that's to calm myself down, you know, so I don't know what I'm wondering what our listeners think. Do you think it's appropriate to stop the behavior or do you think it's appropriate to allow the behavior to continue? But anyway, that's our show. I'd like to thank you, Pam. You're, you're welcome. I'm, I'm here. I think from now on I'll,
0: I'll adjourn to the bathroom <laughs> to broadcast. That's about the only... The only place Privacy. I can retreat to. Yeah, that of the, the back porch and, you know, it's a little dark out there.
1: Well, Thomas, anyway.
0: someone is calling us. Do you want to – can we add this person? It's Tom Hassel. No. Can we add him to the call? No. No. Well, he's we will get him.
1: You. He must be calling you because – He's probably not. listening. He's probably listening. But and, anyway, um, check us out on our website at autismwarriors.com. Our email is feedback at SayItProductions.com. Our Twitter is SayItProds. Our Facebook is Facebook.com backslash Autism Warriors and Facebook.com backslash SayItProductions. Our voicemail is 813-915-6390. We can also be found on iTunes. Don't forget to go to iTunes and rate and review our show. Catch us live at 9 p.m. Eastern every Saturday evening. Thanks for listening to the Autism Warriors podcast. We'll see you next week.